What I'm going to talk about today are a couple of things. Um, first, I'm going to talk about the pathway to certification. Um, secondly, I'm going to try and cover CMA University. From Tallahassee to the Keys and everywhere in between, this is Education Elevated on the FLCMAA Podcast Network. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know this is a great way to start the day, start your week off to talk about certification. I can see all of the excitement coming from your eyes and your face and everyone smiling. Yeah, great. Um, first, I want to thank Beth and Sherry for inviting me. I want to thank the board um, for allowing me to come in. Uh, my name is Brian Watkins, manager of certification and education at CMAA. Um, for those who don't know, we have an education department of six. Um, it's myself, David McCabe, who is the um, senior director of education. His responsibility is mainly World Conference. Joe Patrick, who you guys probably know, who've gone to BMIs, he is the director of campus-based programs. There's Sarah Bow, who is, and her title is, her title is a, a bit, you know, iffy here, director of virtual-based education and research initiatives. Um, her main focus right now has been um, research initiatives, but she's also responsible for CMA University, which I'll talk a bit about today. And then there's Emil Cardavy, who is the manager of research and who heads the program, Dr. Jason Konigsfeld. Um, Jason's been with the association, I think about 13 years, give or take um, one or two there. And he heads our program. Jason's responsibility, other than make, managing the zoo, is to make sure that uh, you guys have the curriculum that you need for the BMIs. Jason does a lot of international travel with BMI International, and he basically uh, works with our professional development committee, as well as others, other volunteers of the association to you know, have, get the program where it needs to be, make sure it's solid ground. We do a lot of changes with the BMIs and with conference education to make sure that it's as quality as what you guys here have here down in Florida. So um, what I'm gonna talk about today are a couple of things. Um, first, I'm gonna talk about the pathway to certification. Um, secondly, I'm gonna try and cover CMA University. And hopefully if I have time, I will give you a bit of guidance on how to look up your credits, which has been a challenge with our new system. Our new system that we um, uh, implemented June of 2018 has been an issue not just for the membership, but as staff as well. So we're all getting an orientation and, and getting more familiar with the new system. So please, if you guys feel uncomfortable with it, I join you. I feel uncomfortable with it as well, okay? Um, first question, are there, can I have a show of hands of how many CCMs we have? Wow, congratulations, good job. Um, I see a lot of familiar faces. I've been in association for four years, going on five years, so I've seen many of you at BMIs and many of you at the review course. And for those who are CCMs who raised your hand, this will be an, a refresher for you to pass this information on to your staff, please, because there's a lot of information that is hearsay and is not honest and it, it's just wrong, okay? So please, whatever, please pay attention if you can. Don't, don't, don't you know, block me out too much um, for the information I'm about to provide. So first, um, real quick, and I'll go into these in detail. Um, six year membership, these are the eligibility requirements. Six years membership, um, 300 credits, two CMI-approved CMI workshops. I should say workshops instead of workshop. I didn't put this together. Um, one world conference, four business management institute courses, which we call the BMIs, and then you have to pass the exam in order to be certified, okay? So the first is the professional membership requirement. You have to be a member for at least six years, okay? That's, for a long time, that was the standard and there was no deviation from that. That has changed a bit because our membership 
you guys have come from different fields, other professional uh, organizations. Um, we want to provide some relief for those who have been, you know, let's say in the industry for 20 some odd years, and you're just becoming familiar with CMA. Maybe you're in another association. Maybe you're a PGA or something else. Um, we want to provide some relief to you. So what they did was they created a policy where you can use your professional experience to substitute some of those years of, of membership that you don't have, okay? Now, the way this works is you have to have at least three years, at least three years. But from that three years, you can substitute another three years by using your professional experience. And the conversion is for every one-year membership that you'd like to substitute, you have to have three years of professional experience, okay? So if you're trying to do one year, you need three years of professional experience. If you're trying to do two years, you need six years. You guys know the math. Um, professional experience is defined as in a management or supervisory role, okay? But it also includes at a private club, high-end restaurant, or luxury resort, okay? So that's where you get a little bit of leeway when you start talking about high-end restaurant, luxury resort, and hotel, because we have people who are coming from other areas, all right? Um, if you guys have questions, please jot those down as I'm going along here, because I know and I hope that you have questions, and please, I'm open to every single one of them, as long as they pertain to me. Um, credit requirement. 200 education requirements, okay? Most of you guys are getting education through your chapter, because you got, you know, Beth and Sherry do a great job of providing education. So at least 25 of those 200 credits must be from the chapter. That's an easy get for you guys, very easy. There's also gonna be um, credits through BMIs, and I'll talk about that shortly. Then you have association activity credits. This one here, 50, is a little harder to get. It's a little more difficult to get, to earn. Um, you get those through your dues, get those through live webinars, live webinars, not archived, they have to be live. And we do a pretty good job at providing webinars throughout the year. David McCabe, um, he manages the webinar program and does a, a pretty good job at promoting them and providing those too. They're only like an hour. It's only an hour out of your day, so um, please, if you see anything about webinars that comes through, please take an opportunity to uh, take advantage of that. Then the other one is service within the association. So that would be any committee um, appointments, any board appointments, and I think that, that even, um, it's not just national board and not national committees, that even is chapter committee um, appointments and, 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 and positions. The other one is uh, additional credits of 50. I'll get into this, this is, a, this is another easy get. So if you have, let's say 25, um, if you have more than 25, you say 75 chapter credits. The additional credits will just roll into that. Additional credits is something, I don't really understand why they continue to put that in there, but 200 credits is what you need. We really need to pull out the 25 from the chapter and 50 association activity, but the 50 additional credits, you'll get those through other various ways, and I'll, I'll talk about that shortly. Which will get you to 300. So. Another way to get additional credits is if you hold a college degree. If you hold a college degree, we can turn that into or transition that into CMA education credit, okay? It says there a bachelor's degree is equal to 90 to 150 credits. It's 150 credits if you have a, if you have a hospitality degree. It's 90 credits for any degree other than hospitality. Still a lot of credits. And the only thing that you would need to do is have your institution send an official transcript to the office, attention certification manager, that's me, to our mailing address. Now, I do get this question, does it have to be official? It has to be official. I don't know you, okay? You're supposed to laugh, that was a joke. <laughs> Come on, you didn't even laugh, Lee. Come on. 
yeah, so you probably should walk out. Um, we do need official transcripts, and I don't, I don't mean to you know, speak disparagingly about anyone. I've been doing certification um, in association world for almost 20 years. And degrees are important to people. Transferring your degree into credit is important to people. Again, it becomes important to the point where if someone doesn't have a degree, let's say you went to, I don't know, Iowa, and you completed 100 credits, and you just didn't get that degree, and you see that carrot sitting there and says, I can get another 150 if I send it in the CMA, and just put uh, conferred and a date. Well, University of Iowa's not gonna do that. But you may do that with the online uh, unofficial transcript. So, we want official transcript. Not to say you guys won't do what you're not, some, some you're not supposed to, but um, if you have any questions about that, you can email Dr. Jason Koenigsfeld. You guys aren't laughing, it's too early. All right. The workshop requirement. Um, the workshop requirement is another, can be difficult, um, it can be a bit challenging, uh, only based on your work schedule. So again, Florida chapter does a great job of putting on events and having workshops available, but workshops also come in other forms. You see, you can uh, turn the conference, uh, world conference into a workshop. If you attend more than one world conference, the second one becomes a workshop. If you attend mid-management conference, uh, leadership uh, legislative conference, the Joe Purdue certification review course, and we can talk about that later, but that turns into a workshop. Um, how that turns into a workshop is, if you are close to being ready to sit for the exam, let's say a workshop is the only thing holding you back, I can in turn say, okay, we'll turn in that review course attendance into a workshop before you get there, okay? So then you take the exam on Friday. Um, and then BMIs, BMIs, if you attend more than the required number of BMIs, the one that's extra is also a workshop, okay? Well, workshops tend to be a little more, they also are challenging to get only because your work schedule and um, the availability, you guys don't have this issue here in Florida, but there are some chapters who never do a workshop. And so it's really challenging for our membership. Uh, world conference. You must attend one world conference and you have to go to at least four sessions. I cannot tell you how many people ask me to review their credits, and I look and say, oh yeah, you went to San Diego. Yeah, I did, but you didn't go to any sessions. <laughs> like, what? You, went all, you went all the way out to San Francisco and you didn't go to any sessions? That doesn't make sense. I know maybe we had some issues technology-wise, but yeah, okay. So, and, and, Again, I don't, I don't, I, people, have, people have done it. I've been told people have done it. They've registered for a world conference and didn't go. And then they come back later and say, yeah, I registered for it. You see my registration? I see your registration. I don't see any credits. You didn't, go, you didn't go to anything all week. How's that even possible? <laughs> so you have to attend at least um, four sessions. Not just for certification though, and, and I'm sure those who have been to World Conference, I know we have some vets here who have been to a number of World Conferences. World Conference is great. World Conference is great. I've been here, like I said, I'm going on, going on five years, and each year from the first, which was San Antonio for me, to last year at Nashville, conference has been great. Not, uh, the education, not just the locations, because Nashville was a great town. I mean, it's almost like a party every night. But the education is tremendous. The education is tremendous. And we've done a good job at taking the evaluations and the surveys we get from the membership and then turning those into better quality sessions. It is something that is very valuable. So I will take the time to say, if you do go to any national office events, I'm sure you guys, you guys do surveys as well. Please, please provide a survey and give your honest opinion and honest critique. They're not gonna do any after my session. There are no surveys after my session today, so you don't have to worry about that, right? Oh, good, all right. That was another joke, David. Um, but please, if you have an opportunity, please go to World Conference. 
It is wonderful. Um, you're amongst your peers, which is another value to being at, at World Conference. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a good time. So one, um, one World Conference. If you go to two, again, as I mentioned in the previous slide, we turn that one into, uh, turn that one into a workshop. Okay, for those who may find it challenging in terms of um, financial support to get to World Conference, there's the James Singerling Scholarship that will provide you um, registration and travel expenses up to $1,000 for World Conference. Uh, the application there is due September 1st, and so um, I would urge you to apply. Uh, it is, I mean, it's the, the, the Club Foundation, and I, I heard um, Beth talking about that um, a little earlier. Club Foundation, um, your support of Club Foundation and then all that they do, their board and committee to try and provide opportunities to uh, allow members who are a little less fortunate um, to get to a conference and other, uh, other educational events has been pretty strong. And so this is another, another example of that. Okay, um, business management institutes. Um, these are our BMIs, and these are our campus-based programs that we offer throughout the year um, in different locations in the country. So the first one is BMI Club Management. This is in Atlanta at Georgia State. BMI Club Management is more or less an overview of the club management world. Um, being a club manager, um, some would say Club Management 101. But this is um, held at Georgia State, and Dr. Debbie Cannon is the um, coordinator for that, and she does a great job with that program. Uh, the other one is BMI Leadership Principles. For those people who are seasoned veterans, you may remember these as being listed as one, two, and three, and four and five. But because there was a little mix-up, um, we've taken the numbers out. So, BMI Leadership Principles is at Cal Poly Pomona in Southern California in Orange County. Um, Margie, uh, what is Margie's last name? Margie Jones is the coordinator there. She's an instructor there, and she's been there for years. She's been doing it for years. Debbie Cannon's been doing it for years. She does a good job of putting, that, putting together the agenda um, with the help of Jason and Joe Patrick. Um, and then you have BMI uh, General Manager COO. That's at Michigan State. And I, oh, okay. Um, that's at Michigan State. And I know everyone, those people who haven't attended any BMIs, are so eager to go to Michigan State in November. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how my coworkers are. Let me tell you how how good friends my education department friends are. So when I first started at CMA, they say, well, you know, all of us go to the BMIs, we travel, we're there for the week, and we're just there to help support the members. We're, we're pretty much staff liaison. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're sitting there, we're going over our travel schedule, and before I know it, the only thing left on the table is Michigan State, okay? Which is, I mean, look, Lansing is a great place. I actually like Detroit, I've been to Detroit to visit and I really had a good time. So they say, this is the fall travel cycle. So they say, Brian, you're gonna go to, um, to Michigan in October. I was like, okay, cool. So then I get home and I'm telling my wife, yeah, I'm going to Michigan in October. She's like, okay, you think it's gonna snow? <laughs> I said, it's October. I said, there's no way it's gonna be snow on the ground in Michigan in October. No way. I'm leading up to it, I look at the weather forecast, no snow. I get on the plane, I'm headed to Michigan, and even a pilot says, we're looking at something like 40 degrees, but the skies are clear. We got a great flight to Michigan. Great, great flight to Detroit. I get on the ground, and I'm walking through the airport, and I'm headed to the rental car, and I walk outside. First of all, it was not 40 degrees. It was more like 20, 30, 25, 30, and it was snowing. And I was just like, and I came, I remember I came back home and I said, man, I said, you guys, you guys weren't honest, man. It was, it was snowing. And they just, they just laughed. So then what happens in the spring? I have spring fall, spring travel coming up. Travel meeting, 
We're talking about where everyone's going. And where do I go in April? Michigan State. And what happens in April? It snowed. <laughs> and we get snow in DC. We get snow in DC, but like in April, in October? So I say that to say, don't be afraid to go to Michigan State, especially coming from Florida. But it, it is, Dr. Jack Nightmeyer is there. He does another good job of putting together the program. Um, we have good, good speakers and the content is good. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different experience because it's really more of a classroom experience um, than the other two. And then the last, the last one, and these are all required, the last set there you see is either BMI food and beverage, BMI golf, or BMI sports and recreation. BMI sports and recreation is the latest addition to what would be considered the electives there. But all of those are required. The first three are required and then one of those last three. Okay, now in the past, and, and you, may, you may hear this, you may have heard this, and those who are already CCM, some of those may have had that opportunity, others recently have not. All of the BMIs are required. There is no waiving out of any BMI. You have to attend all of them. In the past, there was an opportunity where maybe you could waive out of club management if you did have a degree, I think, in hospitality. But now it's required that you attend all of those. Um, the registration for those, as, as most of you probably know, it's an online process. So you go online, go to our website, you see which ones are available, and then you can just register right there online. Now I will tell you, and, and some can attest, that these fill up very quickly, especially, um, especially the electives, of course. Food and beverage, golf and sports, sports and recreation, those fill up extremely fast. Golf is held at Admiral's Cove, and um, it's part, the um, lodging is Admiral's Cove, um, but it's also spread over Admiral's Cove, Frenchman's Creek, um, and we've also uh, spent some time at Loxahatchee and some other clubs down here as well. But all of those fill up very quickly. So if you have an opportunity and you have the financial support, please go take the opportunity to go and, and register for those as they fill up your, um, fill in your calendar for the year. Um, again, another benefit of Club Foundation is the financial support for the BMIs. It's the Kindle Scholarship where if you're an assistant manager working towards your certification, you can have a scholarship for the BMIs that you need, the four BMIs you need, as well as the review course and the exam fees. Okay, so that's a good chunk of money. I think. Um, just off the top of my head, the four BMIs would run more than $8,000. Um, Joe Purdue course is $1,800, so let's just say that's about $10,000. And uh, exam fees are, exam fee is like $195. So we're talking a little more than $10,000. That's just roughly off the top of my head for all of those together. Okay, that's a, that's a hefty scholarship. That's a hefty scholarship. That's a big financial burden, okay? That's a big financial burden for your club. It's a, and for those who don't have the support of the club, it's a big financial burden for yourself to embark on that. But it's investing in yourself. So um, <clears throat> that application is due October 1st. And I think you submit those applications to the chapter first. Those applications come to the chapter first, and then they will pass them along to us, okay? Um, then once you've met all the requirements, the next step is you're eligible to sit for the exam. Once you've met all the requirements, typically what you will do is we have a certification petition that you will complete, have notarized, send to me. For those people who are not certified, you will see um, in your CMA account, your CMA profile, you'll see already an invoice there of $75. That invoice has nothing to do with your balance due um, right now, but that invoice is there for you when you're ready to sit for the exam. When the new system was implemented, um, we decided that everyone who's a member, if you're not already certified, 
is a candidate for the program. So in turn, we'll, we just said, we'll just put the invoice in there for their convenience. Again, it's not a balance due right now, but it's just there for you to go through. So you complete the petition, I'll get your petition, I'll do a review to say either yay or nay, you're eligible to sit for the exam. And then once you're eligible, then you can take the exam online. Here are 10 competency areas. Um, and I won't go through them because you see them there. But just keep in mind that in order to pass the exam, um, you have to have a 70% overall. 70% overall. But you also have to have 50%, at least 50, in each area. Okay? So, these experiences have actually happened. We actually have had individuals who've gotten 70, 71 on the exam, and then when I look at their competency score, they got a 43. So what does that mean? You have to retake the exam, the entire exam, okay? There's a 400 multiple choice exam, and um, it's completely online, and there are two ways to do it. You can either self-study, prepare on your own, and then go to a testing center uh, near you, and we'll set it up, we'll work with them to set it up, and then they will um, proctor it for you. They will be, administer the exam for you, be there for you, and look over your shoulder, and make sure you're not cheating. That's another joke, that's not what they do. <laughs> They're just there to make sure that you have everything you need to get through the exam. 400 item exam, all multiple choice, and you have seven hours to sit for the exam, okay? So if you need seven hours, you take seven hours. Um, most members take anywhere between four to five hours to complete that exam, all right? But 70% overall, 50% each section. Those are tough phone calls. Those are tough phone calls, okay? Once you've completed the exam, we'll give you a call to say, give you your exam result. I'm, I'm mostly the person who makes the call. For the review course, when we have larger uh, groups of like 40 in the class, sometimes I can coerce my coworkers into making phone calls. But they always want to make the positive calls. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian, you need, that, you need some help making some phone calls? Okay, give me all the ones that passed. Great, okay. Um, but we'll call you and let you know what your exam result is. And then from that point forward, um, we'll act accordingly. But it is, it is a tough call. We've also had situations where um, members get a 69, and so they're one or two questions short of passing. So in, the, in that event, if you're that close, I'll take the time to pull the exam and to look at it to make sure that there are no improprieties in your exam. The computer does that for us, okay? The, the computer provides us with a readout and a report as to the validity of the exam. Did something go wrong? Was everything okay? But when you're that close, we will take the time to pull your exam and take a look at it. And you know, if there's some questions that uh, don't really seem right, then we'll, we'll make a change, okay? That hasn't happened so much recently as it had happened probably um, about three years ago. Well, over the last couple of years, we've done a couple of edits and a couple of rewrites of the exam to make sure that grammar was right, to make sure that the questions um, were sound, uh, the answers were sound, um, so, that, so that the exam and those who are taking the exam don't feel like they're being cheated or we're trying to mislead you, because that's not what we want to do. The goal of the CCM program is to provide you with a designation that shows you have the knowledge and skills um, in your profession. The goal for us is not to have an exam that's gonna be too hard and that most of you are gonna fail. It doesn't make sense. Now, we don't want everyone to pass. We don't want everyone to fail, but we need a nice blend right there in the middle. And that makes sure that the exam is fair and it's valid, okay? Um, and you'll also hear some, um, hear some stuff out there that um, the exam tests on 
material that you aren't going to study or that you haven't studied or that you haven't seen before or that you don't know. That's not true. The exam is based on content from the BMIs, from contemporary club management, um, and it's also listed in the slides at the review course. Okay. Keep in mind, you have four BMIs, you have contemporary club management, um, that's a lot of content. How many people, have, I mean, most of you have probably seen contemporary club management because they give it out at BMI 1. That book is probably about an inch thick, inch and a half, maybe front and back, small, small type, okay? That's a lot of information. If you've taken BMI club management in 05, and then you're taking the exam in 2019, that's a lot of information that may have been, you know, given to you in 05 that you may not remember. I mean, on top of what you do every day. And then your wife and your kids and your husband and y'all, it's a lot, okay? So the, the information is there. The information is there. It's just being able to extrapolate that information and then make sure somehow you can hold on to it when you sit down. And it's doable, clearly it's doable because we saw the number of hands that were raised here, okay? Um, if I sound a little crazy, I, I, I'm not crazy. Because I, I just, I, I get, I, you know, I get excited about, this is, this is going to sound crazy. I get excited about certification because it's an opportunity, and, and I hope your members somehow, um, not, just, not just certification, but while you're here today, um, you've invested in yourself. And I'm sure there are probably some people who are sitting in here saying, who are probably thinking, I just got to come here, man, to get the credits. But majority of you want to come get the credits and come get education as well. And it all benefits your profession, your professional growth. And that's why like, I, I think about certification, I think about the association and the stuff that we do every day. And it's a lot of laughs and giggles when we're in the office. But at the end of the day, our main focus and drive is to make sure that you guys have the education, you have a, certifi a certification program that is fair, and it's strong. And that's important. It's important. Members don't always, your members, your members, don't see that. But it's important. The, the stuff that you, you're with your peers and educate. I'm just, all right. All right, I'm sorry. Okay, oh, let me go back. Go back. Okay. Um, I had mentioned about self-study, about how you can prepare for the exam, self-study, or go to the review course. The pass rate for first-timers is 67%. We very rarely get um, repeat attender, attendees to the review course. It's about 67%, okay? Now, that number, fluctuate, so that's why it's 67. There have been um, review course weeks where we've had a pass rate of 20 or 27, 30. There have been other weeks where we've had a pass rate of close to 70, 75. So it really varies, but at the end of the day, it's all dependent on you sitting there, getting the information there, and then trying to keep all that together and pass the week. How many people have attended the review course? Aaron, can you, can you describe how intense it is? No, seriously. It's intense, yes. I mean, you go over a lot of, a lot of information. It's done, it's done. I thought it was well composed, it's done yeah, it's it's uh so it's it's uh, five days. You start Sunday, you end on Thursday. Exams on Friday, and it's pretty much eight to five or eight to four or something like that. Yes, sir. I think it's important to let them know the course to teach how to take the test too. You know, it's you've got information, but you know, from what we have in real life experience, and stuff, the way that the answers are, really Yeah, what what he's saying is. Um, the instructors, not only are they there to provide the content for you, but they also are there to, to wake your mind up a little bit on how to take an exam. They're not teaching to the exam. They're not teaching to the exam. But they're waking your mind up to understand how a test writer works. What is a test writer gonna do when he's sitting there creating this exam, okay? So 
uh, Larry Ross, Ed Merritt, um, Dr. Cannon, and, and, and Mr. Bruner, who are the instructors there, they are there and they will give you tips throughout the week to tell you, hey, this is what you should think about. If a question says this, and if the answers are this, think about that. Think about the answers and how they're listed. And they'll get, help, get, help guide you as how to answer the question. But they're not teaching to the test, they're just giving you tips on how to respond to those questions, okay? But the pass rate is 67%. So now, you know, we went from having, um, I think maybe 20 people attend the review course to now we're having close to 50 attend review courses because the word is that the, um, the best way to pass is go to the review course, okay? Um, once you've passed the exam, you're required to maintain your certification. Ma maintenance is pretty easy, pretty easy. It's a five-year period, okay? And you have to get 120 credits within those five years. 60 credits have to be either CMI, national office, or chapter-related events or credits. Pretty easy for you guys because you have a lot of chapter events, um, but we also have CMA University, and I'll talk about that. That's another good way to get credits. We have conference for those who are able to attend that every year or every other year, however, we have those. Um, if you decide you wanna go to, for example, um, some of the leadership summits that we have on governance and some other things, those count towards your uh, maintenance requirement. If you decide you wanna go to BMI Sports and Recreation, which is now in Arizona, it's new, I think we've only, We've only done one, is that correct? The first one. I think we've only done one sports and recreation. Uh, I think we'll only have one, um, but that's held in January. And um, that's a new BMI, something that you may be interested in. Um, that counts towards your requirements. So there are a lot of ways to skin the cat and get credits. Yes, sir. You can get credit for that. People do get credit for that, absolutely. If you, if you have the CAM, okay, all you need to show is evidence of that, your blood type, your driver's license, and then, <laughs> damn, I gotta laugh. Um, yes, you can get credit for that. Um, just submit to me your uh, license, and then I'll just post, that's worth 10 credits, okay? If you do, um, if you are a part of education outside of CMA, education outside of the Florida chapter, those credits will apply as well, okay? The, the, the big thing is making sure that those events that you attend, <clears throat> that professional development is within the competency areas that you see up there. So if you're not sure and you send something in, um, most of the time, pretty much all the time, this professional development that you are um, involved in will meet the requirement, and I'll post that. Um, but if it doesn't, I'll let you know. But yes. Is, yes. is that the allied form that they fill out that's on our website, the allied association form? Yeah, there's a petition for allied association credits. It's under membership on, this, on the FLCMAA website if you're petitioning for those education points. And, and if you com complete the form and you have to show evidence, you can't just say, you know, send me an email to say, hey, I attended this, and you send the form, don't send any backup documentation, that's not necessarily gonna work. We need to have some evidence to show that you attended. Well, it could be a certificate, it could be in the form of a confirmation email to say that you registered for it, um, and then we'll, we'll apply those accordingly. If your professional development that you attend does not give the number of hours that it provided, then we'll have to, you'll have to submit an agenda as well for me to look at and then I can pull out the number of credits that applies to that, um, that event, okay? But there, the, 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 the 120, 120 in five years, this is just me, it's really easy. It's really easy. It's a, it can be a challenge because of what you do every day um, just finding the time, but like I said, the webinars count, 
those one-hour webinars, CMA University, um, your chapter events, going to conference, inevitably, we'll get the phone call to say, hey, Brian, um, can you check on my CMR? How, 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 how much further do I have to go? I punch it up, pull up your name. Uh, Jason, it looks like your expiration is um, January 2020. It looks like you only have 30 credits that you've earned. You think there's any way I can uh, meet that? I mean, there is, you can, but it's tough. Don't wait until, you know, it's a gradual process. If you start now, once you become certified, if you start from there, those credits count. So don't wait until you're three years in or four years in before you're trying to get those credits. It's, it's, just, it's just too much, okay? So um, it's an easy get. I keep saying things are easy. Okay, furthering your education. So aside from the CCM program, we have some other um, milestones and then designations, okay? The first one is Honor Society. Honor Society is not a designation, but it's more or less an achievement, okay? This talks about uh, where you stand in the credit process. This also refers to where you stand in your profession. Uh, the next one is CCE, which is the Ch uh, Certified Chief Executive. This is a designation, okay? This is based on your credits, uh, your work experience, how long you've been in the profession, as well as um, credits earned for attending BMI 4 and 5, tactical leadership and strategic leadership. Those two are only accessible for those who are CCMs or if you've been in a profession for, um, been a member for at least eight years, okay? I didn't mention those two because this is a CCM pathway. Honor Society, I'll go back, is if you have attended either tactical leadership or strategic leadership and then you've earned a certain number of credits, okay? But the CCE is another one. And then the last one, which, you know, I like to consider, like I, I consider the, the CCE is like your master's, and then the MCM, which is the master club manager, manager, that could be in terms of the designation, like your doctorate, okay? In order to achieve this, part of the process <clears throat> is writing a paper, okay? Completing a paper, thesis, um, in, a, in the form of a doctorate, you do have to kind of defend it, um, but it's a longer process and you're working with um, one of our long-term uh, long members, as well as Dr. Jack Neymar, Joe Basso and Dr. Jack Neymar, to produce this large document that will be um, delivered to the association, okay? But that would be what we would consider a doctorate in the CCE is what I like to consider, I shouldn't say we, I like to consider masters and the doctorate in the club world, okay? Um, the education department, as I mentioned before, covers certification, BMIs, um, conference, CMA University, um, webinars, global education, which we do have BMI International. Um, we do BMI International not every year, is it every other year? Okay, every other year. Um, through, the, um, through the guys from uh, Dr. Koningsfeld, Jason Koningsfeld, he as well as uh, Jeff Morgan are responsible for putting together CMA International. Uh, over the last few events, we've um, been to New Zealand, um, they've been to, in past years, uh, England. And I think the next one, do you know, Eric, what the next one is? I believe it, is it Scotland? Scotland. So it's a great experience. Um, I, I'm not going, I don't go, I'm not going, I'm not leaving the country. Um, it's not gonna snow. You're right, probably won't. I didn't in, I didn't in, uh, in New Zealand, Australia. Uh, but it, it's a great experience. From everything that I've heard from people who have uh, been able to attend, it is a great experience. Uh, it's a full agenda, but it also allows uh, you to not only get education, but enjoy um, the locale, 
um, and all that it has to offer. So um, if you have an opportunity <clears throat> or a desire to, to uh, register for BMI International, I would definitely either give Jason a call, call the office, ask to speak to Jason, and he can give you more detailed information about it. I don't think they had those details ready for uh, Scotland, but he can basically give you the gist of how the week's gonna go um, and, and tell you what that's required. We also, you're also able to bring your spouse, so spouses are included and, and um, not included, but spouses can attend and be able to enjoy the, um, enjoy the trip. And then we have research. Research is something that we're really trying to focus on in the education department to build that up and, and grow that department. All right, any questions about the certification pathway? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely not. Um, you will get, um, and I, I'm not trying to be funny, but that's, that's exam security. So what we will provide you, we will provide you, is um, your score, your overall score, and then your percentage in each competency. So you'll be able to see which ones you were weak in, which ones you're stronger, but unfortunately we can't, and that's a common question, we can't provide you with your exam to take a look at. Um, going back to the exam real quick, <clears throat> the exam, <clears throat> as I mentioned, was 400 questions. The exam bank of questions is a thousand, okay? It's a thousand questions. So it's pulling at random, all right? So at the review course, and BJ could tell you, you guys are sitting here, right? All of you are taking the exam, all right? All of you are gonna get the exam differently, okay? Your questions are gonna pump out differently. Your competency areas are gonna come out differently. So when I first started, I was a little concerned that people were sitting so close to each other and they may be looking over each other's shoulders. I may have mentioned that too in the review course, but I'm not so, I'm not so worried about that because one, you're professional, so if you're doing that, uh, but two, it's just, it's just not built that way. The exam's not built that way. So it's gonna throw questions differently, like the 40 questions you may get for leadership, BJ might got 40 and Dave got a, a different 40. Okay, so it's just not it's it's just not built that way. All right. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. There is wine and food. It is not, but you can use those credits towards your eligibility. Um, but I'm glad you brought that up. Um, BMI Wine and Food is it's in September or October, but it'll be held in Napa. And it's, it's another great experience. That's another great experience. It's not, it's not a BMI that we have every year, but it's another great experience um, for attendees. All right, let me move on. CMA University, okay? CMA University is a member benefit. It's a member benefit that unfortunately, not so many members take advantage of, okay? Um, I'm gonna go through CMA University. Hopefully I don't have any hiccups. And if I do, please do not tell my colleague Sarah in the national office. Um, no, that is serious. <laughs> That's serious. Um, to get access to CMA University, most of you probably don't know what your login is. So all you need to do is email uh, CMA University at cma.org. Either Bob Gould or Sarah Bow will get back to you um, in regards to your login to get you going. Okay, but it's definitely a member benefit for both pre-certification and post-certification. If you're working on eligibility, it's good. If you're trying to uh, focus on your certification maintenance requirement, it's good as well. But they're complementary, complementary programs here, okay? Come on. Okay, this is the homepage. Um, as of after Labor Day, there will be 60 complimentary credits on CMA University as a member benefit, 60 credits. And they come in different forms and fashions. Um, but this is what the homepage is gonna look like. If you go to My Certifications, once you get logged on, if you click My Certifications, it'll bring you up automatically to the um, 
complimentary credits. Okay, you'll see it's a little small type there, but under my certification, it says complimentary credits there. And you can see this individual has already completed six. But as you look down the row there, it comes in different forms. So the first one there is 2014 World Conference. Uh, there's an accounting session there. There's a food safety session there. Um, Inspirity, Inspirity has a session there. But there's 60 credits, okay? After Labor Day, there'll be 60 credits. Um, so to start, all you want to do is, if you don't want to go through the My Certification route and you just want to browse and see what's in there, if you click Start Learning, it'll bring you to more or less a table of contents, okay? In this table of contents, you have archive webinars, and those are the webinars that I mentioned that are live. Now, if you do them archived, you're not gonna get credit for it, but they're there for you in case you wanna, you know, at professional development, professional growth, you wanna take a look at them. Certificate programs. Um, we have an accounting certificate program that's worth 21 and a half credits. So if you complete that accounting certificate program, you'll get a certificate that says, you've completed that program. Conference education. Conference education, what we do is <clears throat> we take the top rated sessions for each conference. So once you get in there, you'll see top rated 2015 World Conference, top rated 2016 World Conference. So those are, I think it's like five or six um, different sessions uh, that were at conference that we, were record that we recorded. Most of the sessions at conference will be recorded. So this is how we bring it back and dump it into CMA University. We have the Manager in Development Program. Uh, Manager in Development Program is a mentor-mentee program. And that has a set of requirements as well. You can get credit for that. Executive level education. Just as it says, these are, and they're, they're available to you as well, but these are courses that we consider would be more at an executive level. And then micro-learning. Micro-learning are very small, quick um, education opportunities that you can go through very quickly and um, earn credit. So if you were to click uh, edu executive education, you see there what headings are under those, okay? So what I'm gonna do is we're gonna go through the membership one, membership and marketing, go back. Membership and marketing is at the bottom left corner there. Membership and marketing, and under membership and marketing, there are two, ses two sessions there, okay? And then if you decide, okay, well, I wanna do the, um, what does that say, uncovering generational, click that, and then this begins that session, or this begins that education opportunity. So you'll go through this, and then highlighted there, it says, please complete this form. In order to get the credits, the system doesn't, unfortunately, the system doesn't do it automatically. If you go through it all, come to the end, the system doesn't do it automatically. There are two things that are gonna happen. Some, some of these uh, opportunities, you'll have a small quiz or a small test just to make sure that you were there, that you go through and you complete. And then at the end of that one and this, and in the in highlighted section there says, please complete this form <clears throat> to receive eight CMI credits. You complete the form, which is this, complete that form all the way through, and then send that back to us, and then someone, either Bob Gould or Sarah Bow, will upload those into your credit history somewhere between seven to 10 days. Yes, sir. If you've completed, if you've completed, you need to make sure that you sent something in to us. You, you, okay, what I was, so two things, um, check your credit history, and then if it's not there, I would contact Sarah or Bob. Sarah's, Sarah's email is pretty simple. Sarah with an H dot bal, B-A-L, at CMA.org. And just send her an email saying, hey, I completed, boom, boom, boom. I don't see a list in my credit history. She can go back to ensure that you did it. If you maybe didn't click something the right way or there was something there that you needed to click, then 
um, she can handle it there, all right? My clicker's not working. Come on. Oh, that's not right. That's not right. I guess. I mean, someone gave me the hook. I don't know. Jeez. They, gee, you guys are tough, man. No, I'm joking. Okay. Um, are there any, so are there any questions right now about either CCM or CMA University or the, the program or BMIs? Are there any questions at all? Please. No questions? Yes, ma'am. Do you mean the credits? Can you get the credit for it? Oh, for the CCM. Uh, no, we don't offer practice exams. We do not offer practice exams. If you go to the, if you are, if you were to attend the review course, the review course has, the instructors have their own practice tests. Okay, they will give practice tests throughout the week. And let me also talk about that. Every review course. Each of the instructors gives a practice test, multiple, like Larry Ross gives two or three, Dr. Mayer gives two or three. So that's every, that's twice a year. We have two review courses uh, a year, twice a year. They update those and change those. So at the point of which you'll start going through the program and maybe you'll go to the review course, you'll start seeing, guarantee you, my name's Brian Watkins, you'll start seeing all these different tests flying around, practice tests. And some people will tell you, I don't know where they get it from, but some people will tell you that these are tests from the exam. There's another chapter in the association that they have their own um, review course or their own set of uh, PDFs or document that's considered a review. And they have what is considered questions that people have said they remember seeing the question, and this is the answer. And I've looked at it, and I'm like, come on, man. You know, you're misleading people. So, in short, no. Um, there are no practice, there are no practice questions. Any other questions? I saw, yes, sir. When did they open up the registration for um, Typically, registration for BMIs, I think it opened, we're in August, I think it opened like around February, or right after conference, I believe it was. Um, and, it, and it feels quickly. It feels quickly. But there are some that are not full. You had another question? No? Okay. Let me talk about looking up credits real quickly. I promise, Beth, I won't go over. Um, with the new system, which you guys experienced in the past, um, when you went through your old, when you logged in, you were able to do a, a couple of clicks, and for those who are certified, you would see that, you would see your credit history, but at the top, there was a box that said um, how many credits you had in the different categories, and from the 120 that are required, you've completed this many, okay? First, that sheet doesn't exist anymore with the new system, okay? Um, so it's a little different now. And I've provided a PDF, and, and Beth can pass this on to everyone, but it's a, it, it is a little challenging, but it's not. So when you look at your profile, okay, when you look at your profile, you see your name and information. To the right, you'll see several links. I think there are probably like 15 links to the right my account links. One of those links is my education credit. Okay? My education credit. That makes sense. If you click my education credit, it'll bring you up to that page. Okay? And you'll see to the right, view credits. There's a button, a great button that says view credits. Okay? Click that button and you'll get a small box that pops up. All you need to do is put in your dates, I usually, so it's going to be a date to and a date from. So typically, when I'm looking up a member's credits, I just make it simple. I do a date that was, goes way back. 
January 1st, 1900, something like that. Um, but for the from or the end date, you want to use today or whatever day you check your credits. And just hit go. Nothing else needs to be in. Just put the dates in there, hit go, and it'll give you your credit history, okay? It's, it's not as easy as it was in the past, um, but it's not, and it's also not providing everything just in that listing. Uh, oh, thank you. How long was that up there before I started talking? Okay, so this is David, this is my colleague David McCabe's um, profile here. You can see his picture. Um, let me take the mic off here for a second. So as I mentioned, if you go to your account, you'll see your profile. My account links is over here to the right, okay? And highlighted right there is my education credit, all right? If you click my education credit, it's gonna bring you to this next screen, which I said is my education credit. And here's the button right here, small type for you, but you click that button, okay? Once you click that button, go ahead, you can scroll up. Once you click that button, it gives you this pop-up, okay? And this pop-up says, earn from 1900, and then the earn date. And once you hit go, now with these here, you don't have to do anything with these, all right? That's, that's the software. You don't have to do anything with those. But once you click that, then it'll give you your credit history, all right? And it breaks, hello, it breaks the credit history down in categories, so you see uh, CMI, chapter ed, it also has association activity credits, and then at the end of all that, it'll have the total number of credits at the end, okay? So, <clears throat> again, it's not the easiest way to do it, but that's how at least you know how many credits you have. Now, um, we all, as I mentioned previously, um, as if you have your CMR, you want to check your CMR, um, your maintenance requirement. You also want to check your um, status with CCM. Those two processes are the same, but we're working on those, okay? Because they, those were so convoluted that me explaining to someone on the phone was a problem. It, it, it's just too much, okay? but we're working on it. In the past, I think you guys remember, for those who are certified, when you would check your, um, when you would check your um, eligibility status, in the old system, you would get something that was, showed all of their requirements, and then it was either red or green. Red if you didn't, haven't done it, green if you have done it. We don't have that anymore. And what the software produced initially wasn't nearly as, easy to read as possible. So we're revamping that now. We're working on that right now and we want to change that. So I don't want to provide some information to you in regards to that that's going to be changed hopefully within the next month or so or less, okay? Any questions at all, please? Any questions about the exam? Any questions about the process? Any questions about Education, no? Yes, sir. Email me, you can email me. Um, my email address is pretty simple, brian.watkins at cma.org. Um, email me, and if, if you have something else that you wanna email about within the association, if I can't answer it, I can direct you to the appropriate person. But if you have any questions about credits, um, transferring credits, um, any questions about the CCM program, if you know someone who has questions about the program or if you wanna have them provide information to me or questions to me, please please feel free to do so. I'm gonna stay around today. 
um, for a little while before my flight leaves to answer any questions. If anyone wants to go over their credits, I'll be outside and um, you can come and we can take a look at your profile and look at your information and see where you stand with the program. All right? Again, thanks for having me. Um, enjoy. Thanks for listening. This has been Education Elevated on the FLCMA Podcast Network. Download other episodes on a myriad of different topics for anyone in your club or organization, regardless of their job title or description. We'll see you next time.